There's power in the name of There's healing in the name of There's salvation in the name of The Bible says that demons tremble at the sound of that name Welcome to the ministry of Bishop Emmanuel Nkefu of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. Bishop Nkefu is a medical doctor and senior pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. A seasoned and anointed preacher and teacher of the Word of God, followed with various miracles, signs and wonders. His in-depth teaching of the Word of God will change your life forever. Now... Here's today's message. We welcome and receive the Bishop Emmanuel Lewis in Tefl. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord. for the father that he has given to us. You miss a good place for you to appreciate your pastor and my pastor, your father and my father, the man that God has used to make all this possible. Come on, clap your hands and let's appreciate God for this great servant of God, Bishop Dagwood Mills. Hallelujah. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for the opportunity to be in your presence in this short while for this shepherd's camp. Lord, what a blessing to gather us. Guide us, Holy Spirit, and reveal your word and your truth to us. Equip us to become loyal church planters. Let us leave this place, O God, convicted in our hearts to serve Jesus. Strengthen us. Sharpen our skills for the church work, O God. Anoint us. Send us into higher realms of your anointing and of your power in the name of the Lord Jesus. Lord, cover every one of us. Heal our bodies. Let the blood of Jesus cover this camp. Send angels to look after us. Anybody here who is sick, heal the person now in the name of Jesus. Let every food that is eaten here bring health. Let every water that is drunk here bring health. Deliver us from evil. We bind evil spirits. We bind satanic agents that are in our midst. We command you to live now in the name of Jesus. We break your power We give you no place. We thank you. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Let me see. Now, the team for our camp is a loyal church planter. Hallelujah. There are two key things in this team. The first one is loyal. 
And the second one is church planter. Hallelujah. So at this camp, these are the two things that we are looking at. We are looking at loyalty and we are looking at church planting. Hallelujah. And the two things, you know, must go together. Amen. Alright. At this first session, I'm talking about the wisdom of church planting. The wisdom of church planting. First Corinthians chapter 2. First Corinthians chapter 2. Reading from verse 1. And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you save Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And in my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in the demonstration of the spirit and of power. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. How be it, verse 6, we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the prince of this world, that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Can I have an amen? amen. So in this verse, alright, look at, look at uh, verse 2 again. For I determined not to know anything among you save Christ and him crucified. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, God's command to us is to win the loss. Hallelujah. God's command to us is to win the loss. The church of Jesus Christ has only one agenda. To win the loss of this world into the kingdom of God. The church of Jesus Christ is only relevant. Relevant means that it is of importance and of use only if it carries out the commandment to win the loss. Any other thing that the church does is not as important. God sent his son Jesus Christ to come to the face of this earth to suffer on a wooden cross to shed his blood to exchange his life so that his blood will be available for the remission or the forgiveness of the sins of sinful men so that these sinful men 
will be saved and have eternal life and come back to God as the children of God. This is the reason why God sent Jesus Christ. And after the Lord Jesus Christ had ministered for three years and was going, Revnato, he guided his disciples and told them, this work that you have seen me doing, going about preaching, teaching, healing, go and do the same. Go and do the same. Now listen, listen, the most powerful tool that Jesus chose to help solve the problems of human beings. Those are the back. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Okay. The most powerful tool that Jesus chose to help to solve the problems of dying men was preaching, teaching. Yeah. He did not set up hospitals to try to solve the problems of men. He did not set up banks to try to solve the problems of men. He did not, he did not uh, dig boreholes. He did not do plantations. Amen? He did not do plantations. And by the way, I want all of us to be praying silently in our heart because uh, something good, somebody very powerful can appear at this camp. That's all I can say to you. So pray. Just pray that somebody very powerful, just, how many of you are praying for somebody very powerful to appear at this camp? Amen. Hallelujah. He did not set up plantations to try to help human beings. What he did was that he went about preaching, teaching, and healing. So when he finished his work, he told the disciples, I want you to give yourself to this work of preaching, teaching, and healing so that the peoples of this world will be saved. So, God's, I'm talking about the wisdom of church planting. So, God's wisdom, God's wisdom, God's wisdom is that churches will be planted. That is God's wisdom. So, when you and I give ourselves to planting of churches, and at this camp, when I talk about church planting, I'm talking about all the different forms of church planting because it's all the same. Alright? One form of church planting is starting branch churches. So some of you, we are already even training you and we are going to train more of you to go out from the branches where you are to start branches of Life at Chapel International. Amen. There's some of you, you are also going to start area fellowships or bustles which are small, 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 small fellowships, but they are churches. When you read 
the New Testament, you realize that that is how the church was. The church was in homes. So, bustles or area fellowships are small churches in homes. So, some of you also, we are going to send you out to start bustles, area fellowships, all over Accra. So, that's also church planting. The another type of church planting is satellite churches. Satellite churches. Amen. Which is like a branch church, but it has a service during the week, let's say Friday or Saturday, and then on Sunday, all the people are brought into the main church, so they don't have a service there. The difference between a satellite church and a branch church is that a branch church has a service there, including Sundays, but a satellite church, you don't have a Sunday service, the people are brought. So whether it is branch church planting, uh, satellite church planting, bustles or area fellowship church planting, it's all church planting. So when I talk about church planting, I mean this, this three or four scope of church planting. How many of you understand what I'm talking about? Now, this is the wisdom of God. This is the wisdom of God. And it is very important for us as, as a church. And when I talk about the church, the church is the body of Christ. This building is not a church. This building is where we meet for the church. The church is we, the human beings. The, the church is the body of Christ. I get what I'm saying. It is very important for us as a church to accept the wisdom of God. Amen. Amen. Now, Jesus said in different places, that we should go and preach the gospel. Hallelujah. We should go and preach the gospel. Luke chapter 24 verse 47. Open into your Bible, somebody. Luke 24, 47. Quickly, quickly. Luke 24, 47. The Bible says, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem and that repentance and, and remission of sins remission of sins should be preached in his name among, eh? all, nations. among all nations beginning, beginning from Jerusalem amen eh? Mark 16 15 Mark 16 15 go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Go into all the world. And do what? Preach the gospel. I can't hear you. And do what? Preach the gospel. I can't hear from all of you. And do what? Preach the gospel. Preach what? The gospel. Preach what? The gospel. Preach politics. No. Pre- preach economics. No. Motivational speaking. No. But preach what? The gospel. the gospel. This is Jesus. This is Jesus speaking to the church. Pastor Raymond, do you understand that? Go into the whole world and preach the gospel. So, you and I, if we are walking in God's wisdom and not the wisdom of men, what we'll be doing is that we'll be going around preaching and teaching. Yeah. Today, preaching and teaching, getting lost from the church. Yeah. 
even in Lighthouse, a church that is founded on evangelism, you can see the bishop, his zeal, his passion, his love, his desire for evangelism. To the healing Jesus crusades, through, um, how do you call it, um, carnivals. Every Saturday, if he's around, he's doing some crusades somewhere, at a street corner somewhere. And there was a period in the life of this church, Lighthouse, when we're all over the place. That thing is gradually reducing and coming to an end because we are refusing to continue in the wisdom of God. But we are coming back in the name of Jesus. How many of you are coming back? Yeah. Hmm? John chapter 20 and verse 21. John chapter 20 and verse 21. John chapter 20 verse 21. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you. As my Father hath sent me, even so send I you. Amen. As my Father has sent me, so what? So even so send I Even so send I you. Amen. So the Father sent him to come to preach. Eh? What did Jesus say in Luke 19.10? He said, the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. So that's what the Father sent him to come and do. So now he says, it is your turn. I'm also sending you. Hallelujah. I'm also sending you to go and preach the gospel. Hallelujah. To all nations. Amen. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. Acts chapter 1 verse number 8. It says, But ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the utmost part of the earth. Amen. But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And then you shall be witnesses. Now listen to me everybody. How many of you believe you have the Holy Ghost? Lift up your hand. Why do you have the Holy Ghost? That you will become witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and unto the utmost part of the earth. The reason why Christians have the Holy Ghost is so that Christians will become witnesses. Witnesses. So most of us here, we are not using the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives for the right purpose. Yeah. Yeah. We are using the Holy Ghost for visas. To receive visas. To receive wives. To receive husbands. Yeah. To start businesses. To look for money. You pray, Kachandula Lord, I see my beloved. Lianduru Boshaka, 
When you wake up in the morning, 4.30, and we hear you praying, Ikalama Shinde, Materibo Sobaya, Atarimo Shiria, we thought that you are praying for the souls as you are going to Sukura, or Spinters Road, or Latabiokoshi, Lord, today, as I go to witness to the souls, touch their hearts. No, 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 no. Not knowing that after speaking in tongues, I said, Lord, so, in the name of Jesus, the connection man that I've given my money to, you know, touch his heart. May he not deceive me. Hey. You have joined the Holy Ghost to a connection man. But the reason why the Holy Spirit is in your life is so that you'll be a witness to, for Jesus Christ. Are you clapping your hands for the Lord? Amen? So, the Holy Spirit is in our lives so that we'll be witnesses. So we'll preach, we'll teach, we'll talk to people about the fact that Jesus loves them. And Jesus wants them to be saved. That Jesus does not want them to go to hell. That they must have eternal life. Amen? Now, what is the most effective way? What is the most effective way by which we would prepare people to enter the kingdom of God? Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28. The same commandment that Jesus gave from verse 18. Matthew 28 from verse 18. Matthew 28 from verse 18. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. 19. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you. Now watch this. Always. Watch this. I'm talking about the wisdom of church planting. Look at verse 19. Read it again. 19 says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Watch this. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Baptizing them. Wait. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. How do we do that? Through evangelism. Through evangelism. So through evangelism, we go to all nations to teach them. Person to person evangelism, breakfast meetings, street jams, eh? small site crusades, large scale crusades, television uh, preaching, everything that we can do to tell people about Jesus is very important. But after the initial preaching to them, initial teaching to them, it is important for us to do something else. So verse 20. Verse 20. Verse 20 says, Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. After we have, after we have 
gone around, he talked to them about Jesus. It is important for us to teach them all things whatsoever. Jesus wants them to hear. Now watch this. How can we do that? We can do that by gathering them. So after we have gone around the street corners to witness to them, we must now gather them so that we can teach them. Now watch this. The process of going about to witness, to preach, to talk to people about Jesus, combined with gathering them to continue to teach them every time is equal to church planting. So, church planting has two parts. Evangelism plus gathering to teach. Church planting is equal to evangelism plus gathering to teach. That is why one would tell you to go and start a branch. It is not enough for you to just go around preaching in the areas. You've done that. But when we ask you, how many souls are you having in the kingdom of God? You have nothing to show. So it is important that after you have done that, to also gather the people and continue to teach them day in, day out. The two processes put together is what makes up church planting. Whether it's branch, satellite churches, bustles, area fellowships. That is church planting. And at this time, we are going to learn how to do the two things. How to witness, evangelize, and how to gather the people. Yeah. So everybody here, by the end of this camp, you'll be able to evangelize and then you'll be able to gather the people. Then you'll be a church planter. Then you'll be a church planter. And remember that this is the wisdom of God. If this world is going to be saved, brothers and sisters, we have to engage in these two activities. Yeah. Teaching and gathering the people to continue to teach them. So in all our churches, eh, there must be more church planting more church planting in all our churches. Amen. Amen. What do you think? I want us to believe, I want us to believe God 
Okay. Starting from next year, 2017, I want us to believe God that in our council, we would start lighthouse branches. Okay, I'm not talking about satellite churches or branches that will start in our council every year. 50 branches. Every year. 50 branches. Which means we need every year to train at least 100 people. At least 100 people. So the training has started from today. Because everybody here by the grace of God is going to become a church planter. God is going to anoint you. God is going to equip you. God is going to use you. Amen. And at this camp, one of the things that I'm going to teach you, I, we should pray that we can go to other things. But one of the things that I'm believing God to teach you is the supernatural benefits that comes to people who plant churches. Which must happen to everybody here. Amen. Amen. So already, already, I have uh, about 40 people. Is that also? Are you 40? The trainees. Uh, Or more. 40 or 40 something people that I'm training. Okay, for this year. Already this year we are start we started fourteen branches and then this new group. But next year, God willing, in January, I'm going to ask all the pastors to select you know another group of people. And we need at least hundred and train them. We'll train them for six months from January to June. And then from July, we send them out to start fifty branches. Now, where are we going to start these branches? Where your churches are. So if you take Alaway, you have to have different places and there are more communities eh, for churches. We must have churches everywhere. Everywhere there's a church bar, there must be a church also. Everywhere there's a, there's a nightclub, there must be everywhere Davi is Selling a patashi. There must be a church there. Every Banku and Tilapia joint. No, once we see that this place, people come around, there are a lot of people, we are also adding our church. Yeah. Amen. Okay, it has nothing to do with the battle. It's a battle. Now, listen. Listen. And we are going to have different sizes of churches. Some will be big. Some will be small. Some will be moderate, uh, medium. But whatever it is, it's a church. I declare that you are a church planter from today.
Hello? I said, I declare that you are a church planter from today. You didn't hear me. I want to say it again. You. I'm talking about you. Hmm. People used to call you Kobolo. People used to call you a thief. People don't have any respect for you. But from today, God has chosen you. I said, God has chosen you. People used to say that you were a prostitute. But from today, God has chosen you. I said, God has chosen you. God has chosen you. God has chosen you. God has chosen you. Amen. To be an anointed, loyal church planter. Please sit down. Yeah. And this is the wisdom of God. So Paul said that. Paul said, You see, Paul was very bad. It was very, very bad. Yeah. He persecuted the Christians. He threw them into prison. He killed them. But when he became saved in Acts chapter 9, and God said, you are going to be a vessel in my hands. He says something. In 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 2, he said, I have only one desire. To preach Christ and him crucified. He said, the only thing that I want to do is to preach Christ. Preaching Christ is the wisdom of God. Wow. Amen? Amen. Eh? And in that same chapter, in verse 6, he said, I am not talking about the wisdom of men or the wisdom of princes. Which means that, look at me, there is the wisdom of man and there is the wisdom of God. And we should be careful as a church not to walk in our own wisdom. Our own wisdom will tell us that we should be happy in our churches. We should not go anywhere. We should just be there and be happy with ourselves. You see, many of you, you are going to experience something that we experienced many years ago. Many, many years ago, we were all at the Kologono Cathedral. That was the church. Yeah. That was the church. Very happy. We had the bishop, he was then called Pastor Dark. We had him with us. We see him after church, go and sit with him, chat, you know, and all that. Until one time, he selected some of us and said, I'm going to send you out to go and start branches. We were very, very unhappy. We were very sad. Yeah. Because we have been together. I mean, nice choir. We have built a cathedral, you know, and all that. It was now we have to leave all that. But 
he was walking in the wisdom of God. And we were walking in the wisdom of man. Which says we should be here. Amen. But from today, we are becoming like the three lepers. Second Kings chapter uh, 7, I think. Alright. And they said, no. We have found food here. We have been eating. But just one mile away in the city, everybody is hungry. They said, what we are doing is not good. It's not good. We need to go and tell the king about what we have found so that everybody will be blessed. So now, many Christians are happy. We are happy with ourselves that we are saved. We have the Holy Spirit. We are changed. We are enjoying the power of God. We are enjoying the blessings of God. We are on our way to heaven. But we have forgotten about our brothers and our sisters. Amen? Amen. We are happy with ourselves. But God is asking you, what about the people in your house who don't know Jesus? What about your friends at school? What about your, your colleagues at work? What about your own brothers and sisters? There are many of us here. You are the only person saved in your family. You are the only person saved in your family. Amen? Do you get it? So we were walking in the wisdom of men. We said, oh, the cathedral is nice. The choir is nice. Let's all be here. But he wanted us to walk in the wisdom of God. And he sent us out. That is why today, all over Accra and all over the place, you find life at Chapel International. But even Accra has become bigger. Accra is very big. Old. I mean, places, if you drive on the uh, new Awoshi Anyan Road, and go to those places before you get to Pokwa. There are new development all over. All over. So there are more people. And more people means that more sinners. And more sinners means that we need more churches. So there is a place for everybody here. And you can do it. Look, there is a grace on our father the bishop. That grace, that anointing is to plant churches. And that grace is on all of us. Amen. Yeah, wherever you go, you plant a church. Amen. So we are going to train you. Once we train you, we release you, that's it. Hallelujah. Amen. So this is the wisdom. This is the wisdom of God. And Paul said, I am not I'm not here to please anybody. I am here to preach Christ and him crucified. That's all that I want to do. That's all that I want to do. I want everybody here the Lord is placing in your heart a burden to plant churches. A burden to plant churches. Whether it's branch churches, whether it's satellite churches, 
whether it's Basel's, whether it's area fellowships, God is putting a burden in the heart of everybody here. Stand to your feet and lift up your hands and pray and ask God to fill you with a burden right now. Lift up your hands, everybody. Tell the Lord to fill you with a burden right now. Everybody lift up your two hands and pray. Pray. Ask the Lord to fill you. Lift up your hands. Come on, lift up your hands. Ask the Lord to give you a burden. Hallelujah. Amen. Please sit down. Now, but before we start on this journey of learning how to plant churches, we need to develop a very powerful spiritual virtue. And it is the virtue of loyalty or faithfulness. We must first learn to cultivate a very important spiritual virtue. And that is being loyal or faithful. We cannot even start to plant churches if we are not loyal. Loyal first and foremost to God and to his vision for his church. The vision of God is that churches will be planted everywhere. Amen. That churches will be planted everywhere. He said, go and preach and teach all nations. And we have agreed that the best way to preach and to teach all nations is to first witness to them and then also gather them. So a church, a church is simply, you know, preaching plus gathering. That's a church. And for us to do that, we must be loyal. We must be faithful to the vision of God. And we must be faithful to our leaders, our pastors, that God has placed over us. Amen. Now, many people have very wonderful ideas that they want to carry out. But the reason why they cannot do and achieve what they want to do is because often they don't have faithful people. Faithful people. Eh? People who are constant. People who don't change. People who do what you want them to do. People who remain with you. Yeah. 
Look, one faithful person is worth thousands of people who are just around who are not faithful. Amen. Amen. So we need to be loyal. Huh? We need to become faithful. People that God can depend on. People that our pastors can depend on. When they say, go and start a branch, you start a branch. Go and start a satellite church, you start a satellite church. Go and start a bustle, you start a bustle. Go and start an area fellowship, you start an area fellowship. Faithfully. And keep it and run it according to how you have been taught to do it. The opposite of being loyal is to be disloyal. Which means to be a rebel. To be somebody that fights against leaders, against their visions, the vision of your leaders, of your pastors. Somebody who changes what he has been asked to do. Somebody who does things contrary to lay down rules, contrary to lay down principles. Somebody who will not do what you have asked him to do. Somebody who have an independent mind. Somebody who will fight against you. Amen. Amen. Now watch me. Many of you here, most of you here, alright, do not know one you do not know about one of the main reasons why Lighthouse Chapel International is so blessed. You don't. One of the main reasons why Lighthouse Chapel International is so blessed is because of the Christian virtue of loyalty. But the reason why I'm saying that you don't is because you don't know about it. You just heard about it. Yeah. Look, Lighthouse is operating in more than 70 countries as one big family. That has been made possible through the teaching on loyalty. Jesus said we should go to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, uttermost part of the earth, which means that we should take this gospel to different places. Amen. Amen. Now listen. Jesus said us to go everywhere. But many churches, listen to this all. Many churches cannot go to many places because of disloyalty. When they send when they send church members, when they send pastors to go and start similar churches abroad, other parts of Ghana, the pastors turn against their head pastors who have sent them. And so either they don't start a church or they start a church and then they take the church. And so instead of having, you know, church A in 50 places, church A can only be in 10 places. All the other places, the people take over the churches. 
and that is disloyalty. So, as we are talking about church planting, planting brand churches, are you getting that? If you go and plant a church and you take it, you start an area fellowship and you turn it into your church, you start a satellite church, you take, uh, you, 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 you take over and change the name. If we do that, then we will not be able as a church family to have churches in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and the uttermost part of the earth. As I'm speaking right now, we have a church in Papua New Guinea. Papua New Guinea is, is you get to Australia and beyond. Then Solomon Islands. These are names that we used to read in storybooks. We have churches there. And the pastor, okay, our pastor, who is at Solomon Islands, is originally from Sierra Leone. He migrated to Australia, came from Australia to the Bible school. And then from there, we have sent him to Solomon Island. And he's there, and he has built a church. And the name of the church is called Lyra Chapel International. And the offering basket that he uses is this offering basket. He uses the same puppet. He uses the same puppet. The same banner. Preaching the same messages. That is why the message that God has given to the bishop, that message can also be heard in Papua Guinea. Because the person there is loyal, is faithful, is dependable, is constant, has not changed. Therefore, therefore, we are not only going to become church planters, but it is important for us to be loyal church planters. And that is why at this camp, our team is a loyal church planter. Amen. So, I'm going to dedicate the first part of this camp to the subject of loyalty. Look, because, because if somebody is not loyal, don't send a person. Don't send a person. Those of you who are into business and all that, the first thing that you are looking for is loyalty. Yeah. Otherwise, the person will not be useful to you. Amen. Amen. Now, loyalty is important because, listen carefully, this loyalty is an enemy that fights against the church, the very church that we say we are going to plant. This loyalty is a very potent enemy that destroys 
the church. So what is the point? I mean, what is the point in waking up, praying, fasting, training people, sending them out, and you are someone who go there, walking in the sun, gathering people and all that, if an enemy will come to destroy that church, then there's no point. Then there's no point. So disloyalty is an enemy for church planting. Lift up your right hand. Say disloyalty is an enemy for church planting. Yes. Disloyalty is an enemy for church planting. Lyra Chapel International, by the grace of God, has largely been able to fight disloyalty because we have taught it over the years. But many of you, you don't know it. So I am teaching it so that you can know this message. I'm introducing you to this powerful message of loyalty and disloyalty. Amen. Come with me to Zechariah. Zechariah, chapter 1. From verse 16. Therefore, thus said the Lord, I am returned to Jerusalem with mercies. My house shall be built in it, said the Lord of hosts. And a line shall be stretched forth upon Jerusalem. Cry yet saying, thus said a lot of hosts, my cities through prosperity shall yet be spread abroad and the Lord shall yet comfort Zion and shall yet choose Jerusalem. Now God was saying, I'm coming back to my people and I'm coming to build my people and watch, he said, my cities through prosperity shall be spread abroad. So God wants to spread his cities or his churches everywhere. Amen? Through you and through me, God wants his churches to spread everywhere. Yeah. God doesn't want us to have only churches in Accra and Kumasi and Cape Coast, but everywhere and in every country. Amen? And there are many of you here, God is going to send you to other countries to start churches. God wants to send you, whether to Ghana, whether to other countries, because he wants to spread his cities abroad. God wants to plant more churches. And listen, look at me, Christians. Even let's take Accra. How many of you have seen that mosques are coming up all over? Eh? No, if you have seen it, lift up your hand. In strategic places. In strategic places. If you and I don't 
stand up to plant churches. Islam and other religions will take over. And we'll be here in Accra. And Accra now is a city that belongs to other religions. Yeah. As you and I are sitting in our rooms watching Okumbwaja. 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 It's an evil spirit that has been released into our homes. Christians don't go to church. Christians don't go for midweek service. Even Sundays, I hear they do panorama. They show everything that they showed. It's an evil spirit. It's an evil spirit. And those of you who are watching and attached to you are following an evil spirit. Yeah. You are following an evil spirit. And all such soap operas and all this. It, look, it is Satan. It is Satan that has placed these things on our television sets. So that you don't get time to go to church. Don't go, get time to pray. You don't get, I mean, many of you here, you are very busy. The little time that you have to pray, Okumbwaja is coming. I'm I'm not joking. It's an evil spirit. And Satan is releasing more evil spirits. The the, the wars that we are seeing around, they are all coming from Satan because through the wars, a lot of people are killed. And they have not heard the gospel and they go to hell. How many of you understand that? So, God wants to spread his churches everywhere. But watch something. Watch something. Everybody watch something. Watch something. Watch something. Verse 18. Then lifted up I my eyes and saw and behold four horns. Everybody say four horns. Four horns. And I said unto the angel that talked with me, What be this? And he answered me, These are the horns. Watch this. These are the horns which have scattered Judah, Israel, and Jerusalem. These are the horns. Listen. As God was showing the prophet what he was about to do, he also opened his eyes to see four horns. And so the the prophet asked, who are these? And the Lord said, these are the people that have been raised and they have only one aim, to scatter Judah. Listen, as you and I are getting ready, to go and plant brown churches, satellite churches, bustles, area fellowships, to go to different places, to spread the church. There are homes. 
they are horns. These horns are people in the churches. This, 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 they can even be you, yourself. And the aim of the horns is to scatter. Scatter the churches. These horns are the enemies that want to scatter the churches. They are the disloyal people. Disloyal pastors. Disloyal shepherds. Disloyal minister shepherds. Disloyal members that we are sending and who are not committed to our vision of starting churches and staying together. But they have their own idea to build their own churches, take over the churches, and scatter the church. You shall not be a horn in the name of Jesus. I said you shall not be a horn in the name of Jesus. Amen? What do you think? When God came to say, I'm going to start a lot of churches. And God told the prophet, the prophet was very happy. He said, but wait. I want to show you something. He said, so, so, some four horns. Lord, who is this? These people, their aim is that the churches that you're going to start, that going to start or the church that already there, they want to scatter them. So that is why I'm saying that, listen to me, before we even go into church planting, we need to learn about these enemies. Yes. So that as we are planting the church, when we see the one, say, hey, no. No, I know you. And in our churches, wherever we are, right now in all our branches, I want everybody here, shepherds, eh, members, everybody, to know how to identify pastors who are horns, shepherds who are horns, Minister shepherds who are horns and we break the horns. Now watch. Watch me. Something powerful is about to happen. Watch. When God showed the prophet the horns, that were about to scatter the churches. The prophet was very sad. But God said, wait, 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 wait. Wait, I'll show you something. Look at verse 20. And the Lord showed me four carpenters. And the Lord showed me four carpenters. Verse 21. Then said I, what come this to do? What come this to do? And he spake saying, these are the horns which have scattered Judah, so that no man did lift up his head. But this, the carpenters, but these are come to fray them. To cast out the horns of the Gentiles which lift up their horn over the land of Judah to scatter it. Let me read from the NIV. Then the Lord showed me four craftsmen. I asked, what are these coming to do? He answered, 
These are the horns that scattered Judah so that no one could raise their head. But the craftsmen have come to terrify them and throw down these horns of the nations who lift up their horns against the land of Judah to scatter its people. Hallelujah. Now watch this. When God opened the eyes the eyes of the prophet to see the horns who had, who had come to scatter. And he was sad. He said, don't worry. I have some carpenters. I have some carpenters. So, this carpenter, what are they going to do? Because even when they do pews in the church, these people have scattered them. He said, no. These carpenters, they are not here to do pews. They are here to use their hammers, their saws, eh, to fray, to destroy the horns. What is God saying? As you and I are going to plant churches, and are planting churches, and we have churches, God is saying that at this camp, He's raising you up as a carpenter. And your duty is to attack. First, to identify, to attack, to kill, to pull down, to destroy every orangu, every disloyal person in your church. Can I have an amen? People who are called are this lawyer are called orangus. They are called hot. They are called hot. I can't hear. They are called hot. Orangus. Orangus. Brother, what is the name of people who are this lawyer? What is their name? I, I realize that you are not listening. They are called orangus. They are called hot. Orangus. They are called Orangus. Yes. Now, all those of you here, one, two, three, four, five. Come. Come, come here. Please sit down. No, spread out. Spread out, spread out, spread out, spread out, spread out. Okay, stand. I said you should fall back. Don't be like uh, Shamoku. How many of you heard of Shamoku? Shamoku was uh, a very good footballer. But his English. I said his English weren't good at the time. So one day, they were playing. And you know, as a striker, he was a striker. As a striker, you should be in the opponent's area. So he was there. But the opponent had brought the ball this way. So they needed more people to defend. So the coach called and said, Shamo, Shamo, fall back. Fall back. You see, fall back means come and join the defense. So the coach was, Shamo, 
he turned like this. He said, what? He said, fall back. So he just stood there. And then he fell back like this. So, the coach said, what are you doing? Said, ah, but you said I should fall back. One day, he was sitting with his friends and he was counting his money. He took some money and was counting. So another friend came and said, Shamo, what are you doing? He said, I'm reading my money. Mekai Nishikai. Mekai Nishikai. Mekai Nishikai. Now, what is the name of somebody who is disloyal? It's called what? Orangus. Orangu. Orangu. Orangus are plenty, but one person is called Orangu. It's called what? Orangu. 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 Clap your hands for them. Now, yeah, form, turn this way. No, this way. Yeah. Yeah. So the rest of them, of you, join them. And then you to come. Yes. Yeah. So like this. Like this. Like this. Follow them. Yeah. So watch. At this camp, these are the Orangus. Just an example. Just an example. These are the Orangus. God is raising everybody here to be a carpenter. Now we are going to do something. When the person touches you, you fall down gently. Don't fall down strongly when it touches you. That's not it. God is raising us up to go and root out, cut down, destroy, fight, overcome, pull down all orangus. So, all of you, just find one person and touch the person. When they touch you, you know, fall down. Now watch. Based on their activities, all orangus. That is what God is going to use you to do. You are going to be an orangu smasher. An orangu destroyer. Amen.
Yes. Thank you. Clap your hands for them. Go back. Now, watch this. Somebody will say, ah, why must we become carpenters? Why is God training us to become carpenters who destroyed Orangus? God is doing that because of the evil effect of Orangus, disloyal people, on the churches that we are planted and the ones that we are going to plant. Number one, he said, these horns are the people who have scattered. So now I want to show you the effects of disloyal people. Number one, they scatter the church. They scatter the church. They scatter the church. Yes. The aim, watch this. Look at me, everybody. How many of you remember what Jesus asked us to go and do? He said, we should go and teach and gather the people. Do you understand it? An orangu or a disloyal person has the spirit of Satan. And Satan's aim is to disperse, to discuss, to, to scatter the souls that we have gathered. So, you see, that's what I'm saying. Before we can even begin to talk about planting churches, we must learn to become loyal. Otherwise, work done is equal to zero. Okay? I'll prove it to you. Now, all those on these two lines, this line and the next one, come, come here. Why is it? Stand here. You are the pastor. Stand here. Now sit here. The rest of you sit here. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Try to start a church. Fasted. Prayed. Walked around. Guarded. Do you understand it? So come. Okay. An orangu comes. You are blessed in Jesus' name. Take, take seven of them. Yes? No. You wave your hand. When, when you wave your hand like that, you, you move back. Just one by one, just wave your hand to them. Scatherin. 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 Okay, it's okay. So, so it's level five. Level five. Now go and do more evangelism crusade, you know, here. And bring the people. Yeah, bring them. Bring them. Wow. Now, Orangus, 
They walk in, in darkness. Hide, 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 hide behind there. And be, and be watching whether the church, uh-huh, the church is good. Yeah. Now, as he has brought people, where are you? Come. Scatter. Let there be left of only three. Scatter. The prophet asked God, who are these people? He said, they are the horns. So who are they? He said, they are the people who have scattered Judah. There are people that as we are building the church, Satan uses to scatter the church. So I'm saying that if that's the case, then we shouldn't do anything. What's the point? But if we don't do anything to then we are not obeying the wisdom of God. So what is the answer? Then the answer is that we are going to obey the voice of God and we are going to follow the wisdom of God to plant churches. But we are going to rise up and turn ourselves into carpenters. How many of you understand that? May you receive a carpenter's anointing. Look, Look at him. Eh? Yeah. And often they come for the meeting. Please join the church. Please join the church. Yes. Join the church. Yeah. Eh? Come. The three of you. Come, the two of you. Come. Yeah, join the church. <laughs> Why is it Orangu? You see? Often they come your your choir director. This is a choir director. This is a businessman. Eh? This one, treasurer, the keyboardist. This one is the one chief, chief shepherd who has been training the people. That's it. And when the Orangu comes, oh, this one, if you look at him, eh? Do you pay tight in the church? No. We have to pay tight, but his tight is just about two ganasses. So the Orangu, when it comes, yes. Look at him. He's looking for the people. Oh, no. Not this one. The meeting ones. The meeting ones. You, you flash your hand on that. You flash your hand. Aha. Uh-huh. The meeting. But when he looks at this one, when he looks at this one, he says, oh, this one, come here, come here. Listen, 
So how many of you have understood that? Before we say we'll go and start a church. So now how many of you have understood the team? A loyal church planter. Thank you. Please sit down. Loyal church plant. Yeah? So the first reason why these loyal people are enemies is because they scattered the sheep. They scattered the sheep. They scattered the sheep. Yeah. A disloyal pastor scattered our sheep banana in church. Yes. Banana in Apiadankwa. Eh? Mamprobi Alaji. There are about four churches. He used a bus. Before he left, the banana in church was running two services. 250 people. I went there for a convention. Yeah. And a pastor of a home home. Rose up. Around the time he was going to do that, eh, his best friend called us and informed us. He said, this is what this pastor wants to do. The pastor has become a home. An orango. So we called him. Bishop Adi and myself in Bishop Adi's office. We called him. But this is what we have heard. That you want to scatter the sheep. You want to scatter the church. He said, no, 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 no. Because the person told her he has actually even bought a tent. He said no. A few weeks after that, he scattered the sheep. Scattered the sheep. When he scattered the sheep, the sheep reduced to 50 people. 50. Up to today, we have not recovered. And you see, the painful aspect of it is that a lot of the people also scatter. Also scatter. They become confused. Because at that point, it's like, should I follow this place? Should I stay here? They become confused. And so they end up staying home. Not going to church anymore. Not following the Lord. Yeah. So what have you done? The people that through the blood of Jesus have been saved, you have scattered them. God will deal with you. God will deal with you. Yeah. One of the main people who followed this pastor was a shepherd. You have to be careful. Don't follow orangus. Don't follow orangus. I am teaching you from today. If a pastor, a shepherd, a minister shepherd, a member riser becomes a horn in your branch, don't follow the person. Because before they go, they, they talk to the people. Talk to the people. I'm going to start a church. We are going to this place. In this church, they don't give us money. When you follow me, I'll give you money. You know, 
and this thing. They talk to the people. Yeah. Don't follow them. 200 people, young people, followed Absalom when he rebelled against his father. And they all died. Together with him. Orangus eventually will be executed. Plus anybody who follows them. But this story that I'm telling you, there was a shepherd. Hey! He, did, he was even more than he was wilder than the pastor. If you are following a horn, you don't have to be at par or even you are trying to become bigger than the horn. That's how the guy was. At the meeting, he was so rude. I had a meeting in my office. He was so rude. The overseer in that area. Hey, talking, talking, talking. Now, when they left, after a short time, he also turned against the original home. Yeah. And went to start his own church. Also started saying all kinds of things against the original home. But when God started moving, this guy, eh, fire entered this last year, last year or last two years. Last two years. Fire entered his room. Yeah. In the middle of the night when they were asleep. When he woke up, he didn't know how to go out of the room. Couldn't see anything. By the time everything finished, his wife was burned to death. Two children, two children were burned to death. He himself was burned about 80%. Beyond recognition. Plus another child. When God moved, yeah. When we heard about him, went to the hospital, we looked after him. We the people that he had insulted. When when they when they left the church, they were ridiculing us, insulting us, insulting the bishop on Facebook. Yeah. When God rose up, he lost his wife, two children. They, they, they died. Ben, they died. And he himself. We looked after him. We paid his hospital bills and everything. We went to bury his wife and his children. We. And then now, he went to sit on TV to tell the whole world how he had been proud and the things that he has done. Yeah? Careful. If you follow an orangu, you and the orangu, when God stands up, wakes up, it will not be well of you. This is a real story. Real story. So even later, his child that he started, he came to see me. He said, 
He wants to bring his church. He wants to hand over his church and everything. So, brother, just be there. Because perhaps God has not finished. Just in case God has not finished, you have come to join us. Just be there. We'll meet in heaven. Amen. So that this is the first reason why. Okay. Orangus are enemies of the church and enemies for church planting. How many of you understood that? Because they do what? I can't hear. They do what? Their horns. Why have they come to do what? I, I can't I can't hear to do what? You can't just say scatter. You have to 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 do what? Yeah. You will not be a scatterer of sheep. You will be a gatherer of sheep. You are a loyal shepherd. A loyal pastor. A loyal minister shepherd. In the name of Jesus. Number two. The second reason why disloyal people are enemies of the church. Hmm. Number two. Is because they want to drive away the old members. First Samuel chapter two, verse thirty two. Let's read from verse 30. Wherefore, the Lord God of Israel said, I said indeed that thy house and the house of thy father should walk before me forever. But now the Lord said, Be it far from me. From them that honor me, I will honor. And they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Behold, the days come that I will cut off thy arm and the arm of thy father's house that there shall not be an old man in thy house. Verse 32. And thou, watch this, and thou shalt see an enemy in my habitation in all the wealth which God shall give Israel. And there shall not be an old man in thy house forever. What is the effect of an old, of an enemy in the habitation of the Lord? There shall not be an old man in thy house forever. Yeah. How many of you have experienced this before? Pastors, that you are there, a brother, a sister that you have loved, trained, helped, 
Five years. Seven years. Help him to go to school. University. Married. One day just stand up. Doesn't come to church again. Doesn't come to church again. When you go, stories. Oh, nothing. I will come. I will come. That is it. That is it. You see, the enemy, when he comes, he's going to influence such people. The people that you love. The people who have been with you for years. The old men are the people who have been with you for years. The enemy's aim is to scatter such people. The keyboardists, hey! It's keyboardists. It's keyboardists. I have struggled to train these keyboardists. Eh? There's a time when he plays a keyboard, chain and chain. Huh? When the choir starts singing, I wanna be more like I wanna cheer, 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 change the whole thing. And we have patiently trained him, brought somebody to help him. Now he can play. But an enemy comes to scatter him. You see, if you see Pastor Raymond, Pastor Raymond, last year, I was sitting by somewhere. When he came, he said, Bishop, I want to come and do something for you. So what is it? He said, I want to come and install security cameras in your house. So he came. came. I was not even there. He did it. Free of charge. How long have you been a pastor? About six years. Six years? Six years. He's pastor one of our biggest churches. This one. But this is my convert. From Sakumono. Which year did you come to church? 2003. 2003. 13 years ago. 13 years ago. Taught him the word of God. Have I taught you the word of God? Yes, Bishop. Taught him how to pray. Have I taught you how to pray? Yes, Bishop. Taught him how to do evangelism. Did I teach you to do evangelism? Yes, Bishop. Can he lay, have I laid hands on you? Yes, Bishop. Train you? Yes. Appoint you as a pastor? Yes, Bishop. So now that he's blessed, he's gone to school, married. I, I, I did marriage still for the wife. Did I marry you? Yes, Bishop. He was like this. Now that he has become an old member, meaty, he was slim. Were you slim? Yes, Bishop. You didn't have a job. Did you have a job? I wasn't having a job. You didn't have much education. Did you have education? No, Sam, no, but 
low. Now he went to invest in all that. Now that he has become meaty. That meat too, I can enjoy some of the meat. An enemy. An enemy, a horn. Look, I can't see the carpenters. Where are the carpenters? I can't see the carpenters. You are becoming a carpenter. An orangu smasher. An orangu beater. An orangu destroyer. Can you imagine that? I was sitting by somewhere. When he came. I'm so blessed. Why shouldn't my old members that have suffered over the years stand here? This is another one. Stand here. Stand here. This one. Where was this, uh, Harry? Stand here. Stand here. This is a meat. Can you say they are meaty? Small, 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 small. I've known all of them for years. More than 10 years they have been with me. Pastor Harry, from time to time when I'm there, he he has a box for me. Tuna. Tuna fish. For the past about 10 years, I've been eating tuna fish. He will come, so you know it's there. Can you imagine that not that me to have to enjoy an enemy? He said, and when you see an enemy in the habitation, eh, in my habitation, do you understand it? There shall not be an old man in that house forever. Yeah. Pastor Alfred, your people, the way you have been struggling, no job, you're helping write application, going to school. Now that they have come up, they bought a car. You can sit in, so they drive you for a convention. An enemy. When the enemy comes, he wants to come and scatter the old members. How many of you agree that the enemy is very wicked? But you see, so the prophet was very, very sad. Ah, as I'm building the church. So Lord, these people have come to scatter the sheep and the destroy and the lost away. I'll show you some other people. They saw another people say, who are they? He said, these people are carpenters. Say, what are they coming to do? He said, they are coming to free. They are coming to destroy. They are coming to destroy. They are coming to beat. They are coming to scatter. They are coming to terrify the disloyal people. Pastors, may the Lord give you carpenters. May the Lord give you carpenters. Everybody here, by the end of this camp, God is turning you into a carpenter. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Clap your hands for them. Please be seated.
No matre. So what is the first reason why disloyal people are enemies? Because they do what? No matter what did they do, they drive away, write it this way, they drive away the old members. Number three, the enemy wants us to be distressed. The enemy wants us to be distressed. Deuteronomy chapter 28. 56 and 57. Deuteronomy chapter 28. verse 56. The tender and the delicate woman among you, which will not adventure to set the sole of her foot upon the ground for delicateness and tenderness, her eye shall be able toward the husband of her bosom and toward her son and toward her daughter. Verse 57. And cometh her young one and toward her young one that cometh out from between her feet and toward her children which she shall bear. For she shall eat them for want of all things secretly in the siege and straightness. Wherewith thy enemy shall distress thee in thy gates. Wherewith thy enemy shall distress thee in thy gates. Amen. The enemy will lay siege. The word siege means to surrender. Eh? When the enemy comes, you come to surrender us. He comes to distress us to the extent that, listen, to the extent that the woman who has brought forth children now begins to eat her children. In other words, the enemy can so distress you that you can even now begin to do things in your own church to destroy your church. You can now begin to fight your own children. You can even curse your children. You can even refuse to look after your children. Because of the distress. The distress, the harassment. Orangus bring harassment. Harassment. Yeah. You know, ladies, listen to me, ladies. There's a medical condition. 
which you should know about. After birth. Okay, after birth, some ladies develop madness. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. A few days, a few weeks after the, the delivery, they can develop madness and can take the child that they are giving birth to and smash the baby or throw the baby out of the window because of distress. Pastor, that is what the enemy wants to do to us. Because you see, sometimes when you begin to think about some of the things that your own sons and daughters that you have raised up are saying about you, are doing, you can go mad. can go mad. Eh? When you have an a disloyal crisis, disloyalty crisis in your church, the pain, the distress, the crisis, everything can be so much that eh? even you, you feel like giving up. You feel like abandoning the church. It's like, okay, take the church, I'm going. Sometimes when you hear even what church members say, it's as if you're a thief. As if you're a wicked person. Your own children that you are brought up with. And all this is as a result of the presence of the enemy, a disloyal person. This loyalty is a killer. Because this loyalty is the spirit of Satan. And John 8 44, the Bible calls Satan the murderer. Jesus called Satan the murderer in John 8 44. This loyalty is the spirit of Satan. Satan was the first person who orangued against God. He rebelled against God. So if you are disloyal, you have the spirit of Satan. And Jesus said that when Satan comes, he comes to steal, he comes to kill, and he comes to destroy. So look, by the time Satan finishes with you, you sin disloyal people, you can't even die. Yeah. One day. I said one day. I said one day. One day. A pastor had a church. 3,000 members. Yeah. 3,000. And he traveled. He traveled with his family a few weeks outside the country and handed over the church to his assistant. After a couple of weeks, he came back. Came back. When he came back, the assistant told him, I'm resigning. So, oh, why? why? What's the problem? You can't just resign. Say, no, I'm resigning. When? I'm resigning now. And he resigned. 
when he resigned, I listen to me. When he resigned, all the people left the church and followed him. And the pastor was left with 15 members. 15 members. Do you think that this pastor would be a normal pastor? be normal. Yeah. But remember that the end of all orangus is execution. Shortly after he has taken the people, that the the pastor, the orangu, he became sick. Yeah. Became sick. Was hospitalized. And then whilst he was on his hospital bed, he sent for his pastor to come. And he died. But the sad news is that the people didn't come back to the church. Because when the enemy comes, he comes to do what? 3,000 people. Charlie, if you're on Orangu here, we are sending you notice. We are coming for you. We will fray you. I said we will we'll do what? How many carpenters? I can't see the carpenters. No, I cannot see the carpenters. No, those who are sitting. Are they orangus or they are carpenters? Uh, why are they? Look, look at them. Look at them. Why are they? Why are they? They didn't come. Okay. How many sisters have become sister carpenters? Sit down. Yes. Look, how many of you are beginning to understand the hair orangus they are very bad. There's a pastor, the pastor in Accra. Okay. What's the name of that church? Uh, Grace what? Grace Outreach. It's a pastor. Grace Outreach. That pastor at a certain period in our country, he to Otabel and the rest were the main, the main, main pastors. I didn't know him, but I hear that his face was on posters all over. He was the first, he was the first person to start doing recording of message on cassettes. But wait. His associate broke away. And since that day, he has not been able to gather anybody. In fact, he himself, I'm told, has changed. He has never been able to recover. It's more than 20 years. Satan is wicked, though. 
You see, I'm trying to explain to you why before we go out to preach and to gather, we need to be loyal. You have to be loyal. Otherwise, otherwise, there's nothing to do. There's no need. And if we don't go out and plant churches, then we are fighting the wisdom of God. So what we have to do is that we have to go and plant churches, but be ready to fight. We ourselves not to be disloyal and also to fight disloyal people. Amen. Amen. Wow. I'm talking about the reasons why the slower people are enemies to the church and to church planting. The first reason is what? They do what? The second reason is what? They drive away what? And the third reason is what? Eh? They bring what? Distress. Number four. The enemy plans to destroy and consume us. The enemy plans. The enemy plans to destroy and consume us. Esther chapter 9, verse 24. Amen. Esther chapter 9, verse 24. Because Haman, the son of Hamidatha, the Agagite, the enemy of all the Jews, had devised against the Jews to destroy them and had cast pearl, that is the Lord, to consume them and to destroy them. Hmm. Orangus, they don't want only to scatter the sheep. They don't only want to drive away the old members. They don't want only to bring distress. But ultimately, they want to consume and destroy you and destroy the church. Wickedness. Orangus are wicked. Yeah. I mean, if you destroy a 3,000 member church, 3,000 member church, 3,000. Which is like double the number of people here. Hmm. Yeah. Can you imagine? Everybody look around. Are there a lot of people here? And double this, you know, number. And then you scatter them until the church is this. It was left with the pastor, his wife, his children, a few people, does it? Yeah. Hey, Haman. Haman was an orangu. An enemy of all the Jews. He planned to kill them and to destroy them. So an orangu in the church ultimated us the person's aim. Satan will use the person to destroy and to kill. Destroy the church. Kill the church. Kill the pastor. Destroy everything. That is why 
we need to do two things. Because, you see, watch me. That is why we need to do three things. The first one is to understand, we must understand that we are in a warfare. And number two, we must identify the enemy. And number three, we must learn how to overcome the enemy. So the first part of what I've spoken to you about, I've spoken to you for you to know that there's an enemy that is fighting us. And what must we do? We must now identify the enemy and learn about how we can overcome the enemy. Amen. Now look at me. Every time before there's a war, before the war itself starts or come up, there are underground, they call it reconnaissance. Information gathering. Where is your enemy? Where are they located? What equipments do they have? How much? How effective? Which ones are the most dangerous ones? What is their strength? What is their weaknesses? Yeah. In 1990, in 1990, we had what was called the first Gulf War. The first Gulf War. Iraq had a leader called Saddam Hussein. President Saddam Hussein. All right. 1990. It's amazing. How many years is that? 26 years. There are a lot of people who are not born here. Lift up your hand. You are not born. It's amazing. Look around. Now lift up your hand. Wow. Yes. So you see, they don't know what I'm talking about. Listen. Saddam Hussein was the president of uh, Iraq. And he was a dictator. Very well dictator. In 1990, he commanded his army to invade Kuwait. No, they just rose up, drove through the desert, and entered Kuwait. Kuwait is a, a city state. A city state means that it is one state, it's one city, but it is a country. All right? Just like Singapore. Singapore, I think Hong Kong. Okay, there are places like that. So can you imagine, they just drove into Kuwait and said, we have taken over everything, the oil and all that. So the whole world you can't do that. You can't just get up and say, no, Saddam will say, it is there for us. It's our original land. So America got up and America said, leave. Just leave Kuwait. And Saddam Hussein said, no, we are not leaving. So America declared war against them. They formed a coalition. They, they brought in other countries, Britain and other countries, to join forces. But 
Saddam Hussein said, you are welcome. And he said, he said, this will be the mother of all wars. He told Americans, we'll slaughter you like sheep in the deserts of Iraq. Oh yeah. He said a lot of big things and they suspected that he was building nuclear weapons. He said, I'm trying to explain something to you. So the Americans started preparing. You know, started preparing. Now, everybody was watching what would happen because he had presidential guards who were very strong, Saddam Hussein, and all that. And they were going to use chemical weapons against the Americans, biological weapons, their gems, their gems, you know, that are used as weapons. If they throw it on you, you become paralyzed and die. Or your breathing stops. You can't breathe. They are, they are, they are weapons like that. They are not allowed. Chemical weapons, biological weapons, you know, they are not allowed. But when it's in the hands of somebody like that, the person can use it. Now listen. This is the point I'm trying to make. Even though the Americans declared war, it took a couple of months. What were they doing? They were preparing, identifying the enemy, what they had, and all that. Yeah. Yeah. When the war started, it started in the night. Within a matter of hours, all, is he? When, when an enemy plane comes into your airspace, you fire what is called surface-to-air missiles to shoot it down. And then before it even gets into your airspace, you need to identify it. So there are special, uh, special equipment called radars that let you see that a plane is coming into your... So any country that is flying to Ghana Ghana has to agree. You can't just fly into Ghana. Ghana has to agree. I hope we have readers and other things. That radar money is not what they used to buy the pampas and the guinea fowls. Listen, the first night when they started the war, within the first few hours, the Americans destroyed all their air defense systems. Now, when your air defense systems are destroyed, what it means is that you have become blind. You have become blind. So whoever is coming, you can't see. Within two days, the war was over. Why? 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 Because they took their time to identify the enemy. So now, having known that there are horns that are enemies to the churches we are going to plant and the church that we have already planted, 
we must now learn how to identify them and how to deal with them. Amen. Amen. So the next thing I'm going to talk about, the seven types of disloyal people who are enemies. Number one, those who are disloyal. So enemy number one, those who are disloyal. Number two, those who pretend. These are all different enemies. Number three, those who accuse you. Number one, those who are disloyal. Number two, those who pretend. Number three, those who accuse you. Number four, those who leave you. Those who leave you. Number five, those who forget. Number six, those who are ignorant. Number seven, those who are dangerous sons. And there's an eighth one. Those who are proud. Those who are proud. That is, formula for humility is now those who are proud. have been blessed by this message. We invite you to worship with us at the Lighthouse Chapel International Light of the World Cathedral Collegon, opposite the Collegon Main Gate. Please note our service times. English services, early rain service, 6.30 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. His present service, 8.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. And love and faith service, 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Other languages, L'Eglise Glorious, French, 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. Love and Victory, Gain, 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. And Love and Hope, Tree, 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Our Vibrant Youth Church also starts at 12 noon to 2 p.m. Be part of our midweek importation service this and every Tuesday from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. prompt. For prayer, counseling, and further inquiries, Please call 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. The numbers again, 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. God bless you.